hello, my name is Maurice Washington. I want to welcome everybody to another segment of Executive Talk, and those that are watching online and those that are here in our studio audience. As business owners, we have to always stay up to speed on all the new marketing that comes, to, comes our way. Obviously, marketing is part of our overall bottom line, our business direction, and in order to achieve our annual revenue goals, we have to constantly stay up to speed on the new marketing that's available out there in the marketplace. So today what we're going to do is we're going to discuss new resident marketing. Obviously, this is a term that is not thrown around quite a bit, but we're going to discuss it today. In order to really discuss this particular topic, we're going to have Scott Danford, a marketing consultant with uh, Welcome Matt Services, to break it, down for, break it down for us a little bit further. So without further ado, let's welcome Scott to the stage. How are you doing, Scott? Good. Thanks for having me, Maurice. Thank you. Thank you for uh, taking your time out of your busy day to really tackle this issue. Again, marketing is key for us as business owners. Mm -hmm. And in order to kind of start this particular topic, you know, I don't want to go into the marketing component because I know that's what we're all jonesing for. Mm -hmm. But specifically, I think we need to talk specifically around the new resident and talk about kind of the history of Colorado's growth to really put perspective around what a new resident is. Absolutely. So how many people have moved into Colorado in 2015 alone? So the U.S. Census tells us we've had over 100,000 people move into the Denver metro area wow. just in 2015 alone. <laughs> and they say it's exp exponentially supposed to grow that much more in the next five plus years. Yeah, I see. Now, the real estate market is definitely key. Mm -hmm. And we've been, we've been seeing those trends. You can ask any real estate agent, they can say, yes, the market has been really good. So that 100,000 number is right on, right on cue. Absolutely. And we can definitely fill in the traffic. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> so on average, how many residents per, are there per zip code? So right now, to? we found that approximately 200 new families or residents moving into a particular zip code okay. throughout the, every, every single month throughout the city. Wow. So quite a bit of growth. <laughs> that is, that is. So are there, is there any specific areas that's booming more or it's just kind of on average? Oh, completely around all around the metro area. Okay. From, from Southgate all the way up to Thornton and Westminster. Gotcha. It's, it's not ending. Gotcha. <laughs> now for a lot of us within even our studio audience, everybody has experienced a move at some point in their life. Sure. And so everybody has their own specific reason why they moved. Mm -hmm. I want you to give us kind of a broader scale. Why do people move in general? Absolutely. So, a myriad of reasons for why people move. Uh, it could be graduation, um, empty nesters, uh, marriage, uh, having a child, okay. um, just having a lifestyle change. Right. Maybe somebody who's tired of the, the, the heat in Florida and wants <laughs> to come out to Colorado and experience right. the mountains, that sort of thing. So, gotcha. all kinds of reasons to move. Okay. Absolutely. So, Give me this perspective. So we talked about new move-in <clears throat> habits. Mm -hmm. Obviously, let's say I moved from Denver to Centennial. I didn't really think about it in this particular perspective. But what kind of move-in habits do I have? And you have listed up your convenience, comfort, comfort, and routine. How do all those play a factor from that move from Denver to mm -hmm. Centennial? Absolutely. Well, this is a good one. And I can touch on the whole McDonald's thing because they really get the whole perspective of the moving trends of Americans. Okay. Um, so when we go to a place of business, we typically find that we're willing to travel between two and five miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. Again, <laughs> why McDonald's is on every other corner, because they understand. They want people to come in that 
find that it's a convenient for them on their way to and from, what yes. have you. Uh, then there's the comfort level. Uh, you want to be familiar with the place. Gotcha. You've seen the commercials, you know what to expect, <laughs> and that goes into routine gotcha. where you really do the familiarity and you know what to expect. You can go to McDonald's, you order a number one, and it's a Big Mac <laughs> and big fries guy, right? and a Coke, what have you. Um, so those all play into the factor of new move-in habits. Right. Now, the convenience one actually uh, really gets me because I do know specifically for myself as a consumer, I know specifically about 50% of my de decisions are based off of convenience alone. Absolutely. Uh, do you experience that the same way? Absolutely. Okay. And what we found is most Americans are just the same just way. Just the same way. They're looking yeah. for something that's easy, convenient, um, and it fits into their routine. Gotcha. Okay. So let's take it a step further. You said this is the highest point when people are open to change. Absolutely. So think about it. Okay. Um, you've already made this big change, whether it's purchasing a new home, uh, moving cities or states, what have you. So all of a sudden, psychologically, you've made this physical move. Okay. Now you're more willing to try new things. You're moving into a new neighborhood. You're a little more adventurous. <laughs> yeah. You want to find out what's going on. You want to connect with the, the neighborhood. Okay. Um, they say people are more likely to change brands of toothpaste because they've made a move, because it's such a psychological thing. They're like, you know what? Hey, I've made this physical move. Hey, I'm willing to try something else. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a new relationship. It way, really right? is. <laughs> and well, that's what moving does. It, okay. it forces you to make new personal and business relationships. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's right. So in this statistic, it makes sense based on what you were saying earlier as far as about how many people moved into Colorado last year, but you say one out of every five people move every year. Absolutely. So when you think about that, that's pretty staggering. It's 20% of the U.S. population. Okay. One in five people move every single year. Um, and that's something that goes, we'll talk a little bit further, okay. but you know, when you talk a little bit more about it, you realize as a business owner, if 20% of the population is moving, there's going to be people that move away from where your place of business is. That's true. So it's yeah. something to think about, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Okay. And then likely to spend five times more than the current residents. So if I've been in a particular neighborhood for, say, five years, so you're saying as a current resident in that neighborhood, based on a new person moving into the neighborhood, they're going to spend five times more. Absolutely. That's an interesting thing because, again, because of the lifestyle change or the, the big move of going into a new residence, all of a sudden you have this propensity to want to get new <laughs> right. things. So you've got this new house, right? right? All of a sudden you're like, maybe I need a new flat screen TV. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I need a new refrigerator. But then you're also venturing into the neighborhood and you want to find those new business relationships or personal relationships that we were just talking about. Right. So you're going to look for another store, uh, another cafe, what have you, uh, to try out because just of the move alone. Gotcha. All right. Now this one, this particular slide, slide got me the most. So I'm going to throw out this example. I, again, I moved from Denver to Centennial at this mm -hmm. time, right? So um, what I did is I um, drove myself as a consumer at this time, and wow. when I did this Google search, I um, typed in one of the most favorite, which is automotive. And I typed in 80112, and this okay. is all of the automotive places that, that showed up on the map. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about this competition for the new resident that business owners are slightly unaware of. Absolutely. So again, so Maurice, <clears throat> you're brand new to the neighborhood. Okay. Um, your trust level is at an all-time low. Because you're, you're yeah. brand new to the neighborhood, right. you're not sure where to go for this and that. So you look up, you've got an issue with your car, you've got some brake issues, and you're like, okay, I moved brand in the neighborhood, I pull it up, there's 20 different places along Arapahoe Road that I can right. go. Well, what's going to make you decide to go to one or the other? 
If you moved in the neighborhood, you're thinking local. I want to. <laughs> I want to go local. Right. <clears throat> so you look at Davis Repair, and you're like, okay. Hey, I set out to go to Davis Auto Shop. So you're driving down the street, and all of a sudden you pull to the stoplight there, and you see Brakes Plus right mm. there, right next to you, and you're like, You know what? I've seen them on television. Right. I'm familiar with them. Maybe I'll go to Davis Repair another time. All of a sudden you're pulling in there reverting back to that comfort, familiarity, routine. Right. And all of a sudden, that, that local shop, how do they get people in that want to go to the, have the creature comforts of something they're used to? Yeah. How do you get them in there? And that's, again, where we talk about new resident marketing and how important it is to hone in on that particular target. Right. And I think even also with this particular example, when you look at Davis Repair and Service King, it seems like this partic these particular businesses pay a little bit extra for their marketing efforts they to, did. to really show for that, probably for that new resident or anybody that's searching for automotive. Absolutely correct. Um, so again, they're trying to drive that business through right. your you know, Google search, what have you. Sure. Um, but again, it goes to show the little red dots that you don't see a name next to, how are they getting that exposure that they really need to drive that business and, and grow their revenue? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's a lot of competition. And it really goes back <laughs> to even where we were talking about McDonald's. Same type of thing. They understand why McDonald's is, you know, in close to all these neighborhoods, right. make it convenient, and it really uh, goes to show same type of thing with uh, auto shop. Auto shop, gotcha. So now that we kind of understand the perspective regarding um, the new resident, the moves and kind of the habits, let's talk, you know, in a business sense, marketing. Okay. Okay. So what fears do business owners have when it comes to marketing? Obviously, we know that's part of our bottom line. Mm -hmm. We know we have to budget for it year after year. But what are some of the fears that we have and hesitations? So I would say that the, the, the four main ones would be return on investment. Okay. Am I targeting the right people, the right, right market, right. Um, what's it going to cost me, <laughs> right. and will it work? I mean, really, when it comes down to it, I'd say those are the four main components right. of anybody's uh, marketing plan. Right. Yeah, I think the will it work probably <clears throat> yes. stands out the most, right? Right. <laughs> if I send them all out, will they come? So that's another aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. sure is. So what marketing options do business owners currently use to attract these new residents? Sure. So we've got everything you can think of under the sun these days. So yeah. ma mass marketing, think of print media, so newspaper, um, magazines, that sort of thing. Then of course we've got radio and TV, billboards, yeah. um, and then of course the social media platforms, uh, the Groupons, Yelp, using SEO, that sort of thing. So there's again a myriad of, of avenues that you can take yeah. uh, that people use to attract new customers. So specifically, you know, out of everything that you say, one thing that stood out is Groupon. Mm -hmm. Groupon is definitely very popular for a consumer. You know, people typically when they, I, I know specifically for myself, when I want to go to a new restaurant or I, I'm, I'm going to look for a Groupon first. Mm -hmm. So is that a good viable way? I mean, obviously it attracted me as a new new customer. Absolutely. But is that really a business owner want to go that Well, and I, I'm sure as uh, a lot of the studio audience, a lot of people have used Groupon in the past, yeah. right? Well, typically <laughs> what we find is that there's a difference between gift giving and couponing. So okay. what we found is the people that use Groupons, typically it's a one and done type of thing. It mm, really works okay. out great for somebody that's going to Disney on ice and yeah. they want to try this place maybe for the first time, but typically it's the only time. Even in, we had talked talk to somebody in your studio audience last week where they said, oh, I'd really like to go back to this place, right. but I haven't seen another Groupon for it. <laughs> 
So there's nothing right. that's really driving right. them to go back. So it's a viable option, but when you're talking about really retaining and gaining new loyal customers, there's some other ways you can go about doing that. Gotcha, gotcha. So another specific marketing detail that business owners and especially brick and mortar locations have is retail marketing. Um, so give us a little bit deeper uh, intel regarding that. Absolutely. So, well, when you think about it, strip malls are built right. up and around neighborhoods and townhomes and apartments for a reason, because those businesses need the foot traffic that will help them continue to grow their business and right. get that revenue stream. So that is really what that has. So you have a cafe, um, you need those people to continually come in to grow your business. Yes. And without that, you're not going to be around for very long. I got you. So for a business owner, when you think about retail marketing, it seems like you have to think about per per hour. How many people are coming in your shop per hour every single day? Mm -hmm. And on your slow days, it affects everything else for the rest of the week because you have you know a lot of overhead. You have employees. You have your lease and mm -hmm. everything in that location. So. Your foot, your foot traffic is highly important. Absolutely, you know, this almost really goes back to where we were talking about the amount of movers coming in and the yes. fact that one in five people move every single year. So again, 20% of your customer base, again, mm. you've got this great cafe. Right. You make the best Rubens in all the state. Well, you know what? 20% of your customers are gonna leave every single year. You know yeah. why? Because they move. So you have to be constantly thinking about how to gotcha. refill that retail pipeline. Gotcha. And that's really one of the keys to the whole component here. Gotcha. So with that, within that move, obviously lifetime value of a customer is something that we, we would probably think about that in our very beginning of our business journey. You know, mm -hmm. probably that first year really sure. thinking about the lifetime value. But then as business ownership continues, I think we kind of lose sight of the lifetime value of the customer. So give us a little framework regarding that. Absolutely. So think about in terms of lifetime of value of a customer, um, break it down, simple math and simple um, analogy for you, an auto shop. Let's okay. say you go in, you get, need something done, uh, and the average sale pr price is $100. Let's say you go back month over month okay. for a year, so 12 months, $100 is, is $1,200. Right. The average uh, retention time for a customer is typically five years. So you add that okay. up, there's $6,000 right there, and that's just the value of one customer for this auto shop. Again, think back, yes. if you're losing 20% of your customer base just because they move every year, yes. that can be detrimental to a business's life. So again, where we go back and realize how important it is to continually re refill that retail pipeline. Yes, that's true, and I think you know it's very important for us to really understand the perspective regarding that because if I move from Denver to Colorado Springs or Centennial, or let's say the Colorado Springs, the, the bigger, the longer distance, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna come back to Denver to that shop unless I just happen to be there. I'm not gonna come back and go Probably go there. not. You just, so a lot of business owners, I know a lot of business owners, we really depend on word of mouth marketing. And with word of mouth marketing is that, word of mouth marketing has to do with, you have to be in that particular area in order to have word of mouth. Absolutely. But as soon as I leave, then that word of mouth marketing is really actually just gone. It really is. Yeah. So it's a good, yeah. good thought. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we attract a new resident? And just really take us through this pretty slowly because I know this, since this new resident, since this is kind of a new area of marketing, mm -hmm. 
we actually really truly need per, deeper perspective on that. How do we how do we attract this new resident? Well, like I've, I've noted here, in any marketing plan, you have to assume some sort of risk. Um, without risk, there isn't reward. Um, so you have to give t to get in a lot of ways. Um, what we found is there's a high response rate to gift giving. Hmm. It, it, it's much more personal. Um, the, the new family, new resident feels more connected by getting a gift. Gotcha. Um, we talk about the power impressions. When somebody moves brand new into the neighborhood, we want to get your name out in front of them as quickly as possible. Right. The sooner we brand them, the sooner we're going to get you or them into your place of business. Again, remember, we're creatures of habit. So within a few months time frame, all of a sudden they're going to probably have in place their, the doctor, dentist, the salon, Mexican restaurant, what have you. Right. Um, so again, the power of impressions really comes into play here. Okay. Finally, we have the see, feel, uh, hear. People want, uh, we're, again, um, we want something tangible. We want to see something. We want to say, oh, I've got a gift from this particular place of business. Right. Oh, look, it's close to my house, and they're offering me a free something <laughs> to come in their, their, their door. Right. Uh, it makes me feel a little more personable, makes me feel connected to the community, right. um, and at home in my neighborhood. Yeah. One great way to, to, for businesses to really help expand and grow. And I think along with that see, hear, and feel, if I get something tangible with the address and I'm new to a neighborhood, the first thing I'm going to do, if any neighborhood, I'm already lost because I'm mm -hmm. new to the neighborhood. Absolutely. So I think with, even with just the impact of having that address sends me to a particular place, forces me to use my GPS, and just forces me to open my horizons, if you will, and visit new areas. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. really makes you want to expand. Again, yeah, you've made it, this yeah. the move for a reason. Now let's get out there and really <laughs> see what we can come up with. Gotcha. Okay. So with that being said, obviously you gave us a lot of great perspective, and I appreciate that. So give us your final thoughts. What should we really go home with regarding sure, this sure. move in? I would say, you know, as you leave today and you're for your studio eyes and the people online um, take a look and notice what's going on out there in your community see the development see all the, all yes. the construction um, when you're driving down the street notice all the license plates from around <laughs> the country yeah. and realize what a great segment that is these are potential customers to my business and realize that most importantly, understanding and targeting new residents is one of, really one of the most cost-effective ways to satisfy the goal of any new or any business, really, yeah. and that's to gain new loyal customers. New loyal because customers. new loyal customers equals increased sales. That's it. That's it. And you know, just to kind of tag along with that, I love how you ended it with loyal customers. You know, I think uh, business owners, from time to time, we forget that we're we want that pipeline. We want to constantly fill more people into our business. But we don't get to the point of the longevity and the lifetime value and keeping that customer there. So I think a lot of our, target, our marketing efforts should be focused primarily towards keeping loyal customers, keeping and retaining more clients. With that, Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Well, with that being said, what we're going to do is I would like to, to welcome everybody to our Facebook, our LinkedIn, to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube under Executive Money Inc. specifically to really uh, stay up to date on all our new segments and just specifically this one. And, you know, again, think about it, business owners. When you're marketing, we have to be open to all these various opportunities out here, and this is most certainly a viable one. So I want to thank you, Scott, again. Thank you for joining us online. 
and also here in our studio audience. But in the meantime, Scott and I, we have to get back to work. Have a good day. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah.